Good day, day everyone. everyone. I'm Kirsten. My name is Anna. And you're you're listening listening to to the Cover to Cover (laughs) podcast. So we've already talked about a Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, Anna did an episode on that one. So I am going to uh, take the lead on this episode and tell you about A Court of Mist and Fury. My personal favorite book of the entire series. (laughs) Well, if it's your personal favorite, then why don't we do a... 60 second review and see how well you do i haven't practiced this and i'm gonna be honest i don't remember most of what happens in the book i just remember like the beginning and the end so this will be interesting are you ready i am three two one go the book covers or follows Feyre, who is planning her wedding with tamlin Mm -hmm. um she's not into it Resand, who they have a bargain. Resand comes down, steals her away, takes her to the night court, um, starts training her um, in her newfound abilities, which she got from all of these um, high lords putting their power into her to save her from the last book. Um, when she goes back to Spring Court, Tamlin like locks her up, and she realizes she doesn't want to be there, so she goes with Resand to the night court and stays there. Um, later on, the, they find out that their mates and um <laughs> skipped a lot <laughs> i really really skipped a lot um they find out their mates and then um um they she fakes losing her bond and goes back to with tamlin to the spring court and nesta and elaine become Faye. yeah yeah okay, <laughs> okay. that was pretty good no it wasn't you missed a whole lot I, there in the middle. But I really don't. I, I told you. I don't remember the middle, the middle of the book. I remember the beginning and the end. That's okay. It was pretty good. We're going to go over it. It's okay. So I actually found a website um, that has like book overviews. Okay. And because this book was so long, I was trying to find a book overview online mm-hmm. because they are hefty books. They are. There's a lot of information in them. Yes. would have taken me so long. So, um, this is not my words. This comes from bookseriesrecaps.com. Yep, sure. And let's just get right into it. Yes, let's go. I'm so excited. So, A Court of Mist and Fury picks up three months after the events of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Feyre is back in the spring court with Tamlin. Though she and Tamlin are now engaged to be married, things are not going as well as, my, as we might hope. Feyre suffers from terrible nightmares that keep her awake and often make her physically ill. Yep. Tamlin pretends not to notice and won't even let her leave to visit the nearby village. Doesn't even bat an eye as she's literally vomiting. He's like, you're okay. He says it is is to keep her safe. He also tells her that she will never be High Lady. Mm. She wonders what her role will be once they are married and why the mating bond hasn't formed between them. Yeah, I forgot about that. Ianthi. Is it Ianthi or Ianthi? I I say Ianthi. I say Ianthi in my head, but it could be either one. Both sound right. I'm going to say Ianthi. Sounds good. Um, one of the 12 high priestesses of Prithian plans the wedding and practically worships Feyre and Tamlin. She also has made an alliance with Tamlin on behalf of the 12 pri- high priestesses. Yep. On the big day... 
Thera realizes that she is too emotionally sick to make this life decision, but doesn't know how to get out of it. I mean, she there's also this thing where she hates the dress she's in. She literally talks about mm-hmm. how much she hates yeah, she's her wedding just, like, dress. Yeah, she's not having a good time at she's all. She's wearing clothes that are not her. She hates it. She's literally thinking, like, I wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. So she's screaming inside her mind for someone to save her. And that's when Rhysand shows up. He whisks her away to the night court. And Tamlin doesn't even try to stop him. That's hilarious. He's just like... Well, I thought I remembered like him being like, no, no, no. This is our big day. And Rhysand's like, no, no, no. Our bargain. Mm -hmm. I do remember a little pushback. But I I do remember Tamlin being like... Just do it yeah. at, at the end. So, uh, Rhysand, who does not have a very high opinion of Neanthe, informs Feyre of things previously kept from her. Mm-hmm. He says that war is coming, and the wall that separates the Fey worlds from the mortal world will likely come down if that happens. Feyre worries for her family. The king of Hybern has been planning to reclaim the mortal lands for a century, which I didn't remember any of this when I read it. Yeah, I don't... I don't, did not remember that. Um, Prithian is the only thing standing in his way. Rhysand okay. wants Feyre to find out if Tamlin will fight with the Night Court if it comes to it. He also believes that Feyre might have special abilities or powers that she needs to learn to use from the High Fae. You remember how he realizes this? Because she throws her shoe at him with incredible speed and force. I don't remember this. <laughs> when they first get to the night court, she picks up her shoe and throws it at him and he's like, "Ow, that actually that hurt." That actually hurt. That's so funny. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember a lot from these books. It's been a while. I remember the stupidest little details. It's been a while since I've read these books, bro. Mm. So, later, Morgan delivers the news that a temple in the Cesare was attacked. I, don't, okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce like, all of these names wrong. That's okay. Um, and all of the priestesses were slain. Asriel and Cassian believe it to be rogue Lyrian clans. Rhysan leaves to meet with him. Pharaoh returns to the spring court. <gasps> Hold on a minute. Is this referring to something from A Court of Silver Flames? What is it referring to? Like the whole like Illyrian soldiers like slaying the priestesses oh, isn't like oh yeah gwen and emery oh. talked about do you think that's like the same thing because that's yeah. why they like don't really trust the illyrians yeah i think so that's why they like I just don't thought about talk that. to anybody they don't talk to any men mm-hmm. that's i didn't realize that yeah <laughs> wow wow <laughs> what a revelation <laughs> <The> connections <laughs> So, Feyre returns to the spring court, and Tamlin and Lucian immediately interrogate her about the night court. Feyre is starting to show signs of her growing powers. Yep. She burns the table and enters Lucian's mind accidentally. This mm. makes her a Damati. Yep, Damati. Which, um, I, this isn't in here, but it, it's already happened. Rhysand's, like, teaching her to read and stuff. Oh, I was about to He's mention like that. like, taking, like, actually helping her. Yeah, that was the first thing he actually did Rhysand before... is the most handsome high lord. Before training her, because at first she was pushing back on that. She was like, I don't want to train, because Tamlin had told her not to. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided not to do that, but the first thing that Rhysand had her do 
was read mm-hmm. because after the trials he was like you, you need can't. to learn to read you need to learn yeah. how to read and it's like baby steps he's like trying to get closer and closer to those scenes were always so funny too because of the stuff that he made her read it was mm-hmm. so funny reason is the handsomest high lord yeah she returns to the night court for another week, and Risa notices that she has lost weight and is an unemotional shell, but her reading and mind shielding have improved. Tamlin will not allow her to be trained to use her powers, even though Lucian agrees that she should be taught. Tamlin is still keeping something from her. She tries to go with them on an outing to investigate some Oof. unknown threat. Here we go. But Tamlin uses his air shield to lock her in the house. Yep. She crumbles under her claustrophobia, and Resand and Morgan come to rescue her. Not only that, if you remember, she releases her night court powers and makes everything around her dark. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she goes into an anxiety attack. Yeah. A panic attack. And she, like, can't bring herself out of it. No, and Morgan has to come in, literally force herself in and steal her away and mm-hmm. get her away for yeah. it to even break. And I can't remember, does anyone... I think the only person that saw it happen was Alice. Am I right? I thought Lucian did. I'm not sure. He because might I don't have. think anyone really saw it happen or it would have got gotten out that she had powers like that because i thought lucian was trying to like plead with tamlin and like talk, maybe like talk to him like get him to let her to come and tamlin he was, like, was not beforehand in. but like i think yeah. they actually got far enough away though at that point and they didn't see yeah i think so because i don't right. remember them actually maybe seeing right. that happen yeah or else how would Mor- morgan have yeah, gotten her out that's true so she stays in the night court for a while Rhysand takes her to Valaris, the city oh my gosh, of Starlight. Yes. I say Valaris. Valaris? That's what I say. Valaris? I don't know. I say Valaris in my head. Say whatever you feel. It's a fantasy novel. Yeah, so. I don't know. So Valaris is untouched by Amarantha because she didn't know that it was it existed. Rhysand and Farah. Rhysand takes Farah to the House of Wind, high on a mountaintop overlooking Valaris to meet his inner circle of friends and advisors. The inner circle? I love the inner circle. Ah! In addition to Morgan, this circle consists of Cassian and Asriel, winged Illyrians, and Amran, a strange creature that once had a different body just like Pharaoh, though Pharaoh was made entirely new when she was reborn by the High Lords. Mm -hmm. These four people all come from unexpected and often tragic backgrounds. Yes. So Cassian is his, what's he called? His, um... Uh, oh, my gosh. Like, his right-hand man. His, um... Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. His advisor? Is it? Is he his advisor? It's, it's something uh, like I that. I don't remember. And Asriel is a shadow singer. Shadow singer. <laughs> <laughs> I love Asriel so much. I, I personally love Cassian. Let me have Asriel's babies. Okay. <laughs> he scares me. His Illyrian babies. Asriel scares me. Um, <laughs> I love Asriel. <laughs> Bro, that dude, he's so emo. He and is I love him. So emo. I love him. Rhysian takes Vera to talk with the bone carver in prison. Amran gives Vera an amulet to borrow that will not allow her to be trapped in the prison. <laughs> the carver confirms that Jurian is to be reborn using the eye that Amarantha kept around her neck. Mm-hmm. The King of Hybern is collecting the magical cauldron, its missing feet in the Book of Breathings which tells how to wholly control the cauldron. With this cauldron, they could shatter the wall that separates the Fae from the mortal lands, 
from Feyre's family. Long ago, the book was ripped in two. The mortal queens have one half, and the High Lord of Summer has the other. With it, they can nullify the powers of the cauldron. They start their their search by going to Feyre's old home in the mortal lands and writing to the mortal queens. Feyre's sisters are terrified at first, but Elaine warms up to them. Nesta's attitude is less welcoming, though they agree to help. While in the mortal land, the adder, who was once in the employ of Amarantha yep. attempts to kidnap Feyre and they learn from him that the King of Hybern is on the move and will try to invade. He yes. also wishes to have Feyre. They return home but Asriel continues to use his spy network to try and reach the mortal queens. Feyre decides it's time to start training both her fighting skills as well as her new magic. She slowly learns how to use all her new skills and comes to terms with what happened to her and what she did under the mountain. Oh, yeah. Later, Oof. they are invited to the summer court, so Feyre, Resand, and Amran go to meet the new High Lord Tarquin and Princess Cressida. Feyre mm-hmm. is to try and find the half of the Book of Breathings using her connection to Tarquin yes. because she's has parts of all of the High Lords in her. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's yes. She finds that she really does like the king, but in the end, she and Amran steal it away from his its hiding place in an old chapel on an island. When they return home, it is discovered that the book's language is that of Amran, the only known person of her kind. They believe the complete book what a coincidence, might right? also help her to get home using magic. Yeah, it just <laughs> lined up perfectly. Time passes as Pharaoh trains. Amran tries to decode the book, and they all wait to hear from the mortal queens. They finally hear back, and the entire inner circle, circle travels back to Pharaoh's family home to meet with them. At first, the queens refuse to allow them to see the book. Only after Morgan shares with them the facts of what will happen if Hybern breaks the wall and invades do they agree to think about handing the book over. Their condition is that they need to see proof that Resand is not the monster that he is rumored to be. Mm-hmm. learns about Miriam, a half-human, half-fae, who was Jurian's lover, but she fell in love with another fae named Draken. After the war and Jurian's defeat by Amarantha, Miriam and Draken, who were believed to be dead, snuck away and started a new life where humans and fae could live together peacefully. So as proof to the queens, Rhysand decides to show the queens his hidden city, Volaris. He will show them but not allow them in. To do this, they will use an orb containing truth magic that they will steal from the Court of Nightmares. When they, I always forget the Court of Nightmares is a thing. Yeah. I always forget about the Court of Nightmares. It's crazy, man. When they arrive at the court, they put on a great show meant to distract. Rhysand displays his brutality as a high lord, and Asriel steals the orb. Before leaving the Court of Nightmares, Morgan's father insults Feyre, and Rhysand uses his magic to break many of his bones. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This scene, bro. I know. Is the fan art. Oh, the fan art. Spicy. Without being spicy. It was kind of spicy, though. Because... You know, Pharaoh's wearing this skimpy outfit. And they had to, like, put on a show. Sitting on Rhysand's lap. Doesn't you know. he, like, feed her wine? Something like that. At one point. And she's like, 
has to like literally be holding on to him and like all over mm-hmm. like just basically her face and his neck basically the entire time just like mm-hmm. pretending like she's like his sex doll basically yeah because she has to act like she's not really listening to yeah. everything and that she's just there to be there and mm-hmm. oh the scene itself is so good because like you're getting resand stuff too because they're like i think they're talking in their minds the entire mm-hmm. time like they're basically just, they're like, it's natural, right? This is fine that we're getting, like, aroused by this. Mm-hmm. Because we're all over each other. This is an act. Yeah, it happens. That's chapter 42. Ooh. <laughs> Resand has been attacked by unknown threats with ash arrows from the ground as he flies. He avoids them, but it seems he is being tracked when he uses his powerful magic. The group travels to the Illyrian war camp that Rhysand, Cassian, and Asriel once trained in. Rhysand avoids using magic, but Farah trains her magic with him away from the camp. Here, Farah learns that Tamlin's family killed Rhysand's mother and sister. Oh, yeah. In turn, Rhysand's father killed Tamlin's whole family. Farah's worldview is changing. While training one day, Lucian and some of the others from the Spring Court find Farah and try to convince her to come oh, home yeah. with them. This is Back such a good to scene. Tamlin. Oh, I loved this. Farah refuses, and Rhysand sends them on their way. Farah and Rhysand decide to travel away for the night. The next day, as Rhysand flies through the air car- carrying Farah, they are attacked again. And he takes seven poisoned ash arrows in his wings and several in his legs. They are separated, and Rhysand is captured. I forgot about the all surreal. of this. I remember this. Yeah, Feyre saves him, and they learn that the captors were from Highburn, but Rhysand is poisoned, and Feyre must find a cure. She captures the surreal, yep, yep. who is all-knowing, and asks him to how to help Rhysand. <laughs> she must let him drink her blood, which will have healing powers from the High Lord of the Dawn. He also lets it slip that Rhysand is her mate, and Rhysand has known for a while, but he doesn't say that. Does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, what I'm thinking of before is when the Surreal's like, uh, stay with the High Lord. Yeah. And she thinks he she means took it Tamlin, as Tamlin, but, but it's he... actually Rhysand. So no. now, now she's, like, pissed. Yeah, no, like, I, because Rhysand didn't tell her. Yeah, he's like, she's like, he knew it this whole time. Right. And he's, what, is he, like, using me? Right. So, this obviously infuriates her, because he's been lying to her. Farah takes several days away from everyone to come to terms with this turn of events. She rediscovers her painting, and when Rhysand comes to her, they reconcile and complete the mating bond. (laughs) Soup. Literally. (laughs) He tells her his whole story, including knowing they were mates before she ever turned to... uh, spring after their time under the mountain he had been dreaming of her years before then chapter 55 everybody Mm -hmm. chapter 55 i personally like chapter 54 better because chapter 54 is when he like comes into the cottage and he's He's giving her the whole speech sitting there telling her everything and i it makes that whole speech was great it was great i love him really good um yes and then they do the deed oh because yeah no i'm remembering parts of his speech where he's literally going through literally every moment and mm-hmm. like back when he first saved her from those guys because he was literally looking for her mm-hmm. there is he knew that tamlin had her have you ever i'm gonna 
pause for a second. Have you ever seen the movie Howl's Moving Castle? Mm-mm. It is by Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Okay. Have you? Do you know what that is? They're like Japanese movies. They're okay. like anime type movies. Okay. Okay. In Howl's Moving Castle, maybe somebody is, that is listening will know what I'm talking about. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where Howl, the main one of the main characters, scoops up um, Sophie who is the female main character, and he says, I've been looking all over for you. She doesn't know who he is. And that's literally what Resan says. Yeah. In. Literally. Yes. I've been looking all over for you. Yes. And it is great. And people have, like, made fan art to, like, taken that clip from How's Moving Castle and, like, redid it to make it look like Farah and Resan. And it's so yeah. cute. Because in the movie, there's, like... It's, it's hard to explain. You have to watch the movie. Right. But, like, they go through a chain of events, and towards the end of the movie, they're, like, in the past, and she's telling him, come find me in the future. And then, so that's when he comes and finds her. And he that's says, so I've cool. been looking all over for you. It's such a good movie. You really need to watch it. You would like it. I'll look it up. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, is it really? I think it is. I'll watch it. It's so... You need to watch Taking it back to when she was, like, all sick... And always vomiting and stuff. Uh-huh. Because of the mating bond, mm-hmm. Rizan felt every single thing. Mm-hmm. Every time she was screaming out in agony, he could hear that in his head. Every time she was vomiting, he could feel that in his body. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knew what she was going through. like, And he was feeling horrible and he had to stay away because she was with tamlin he was respecting that yeah that's what makes him such it was a like antagonizing better person him he was miserable because he couldn't help her yeah that yeah. i love resan so he is much so great i love him because he like he includes pharaoh okay well you know what we'll talk about it when i'm done because we're... <laughs> we'll get into it too much yeah <laughs> so they finally hear back from the mortal queens and meet again at Farah's old home in the mortal lands. Yes. Even after seeing the truth of Valaris, the queens still refuse to give them the other half of the book. They leave, but one queen had snuck the book away and left it for them to find. Before returning home, Cassian vows to help protect Farah's sisters, even if their mortal leaders abandon them. Love, Cassian. Yes. Back home, Amran decodes the book, but one day, a great Tyburn army sweeps in to destroy Valaris. Ooh. The mortal queens have betrayed them. The inner circle, including Thera, and her now very strong powers, successfully holds the forces off just as Rhysand returns and puts the protective wards back into place. They decide to quickly sneak into Hybern and nullify the cauldron. Thera must touch it and speak a spell... But things go wrong in Hybern. Farah does not speak the spell, and the entire group is captured by none other than Jurian, who has been remade. Yes. No the longer king, just an eye. Yeah. The king uses magic to bind them from using their own magic while holding Azriel's life in the balance with an ash bolt. This tore me apart. Oh my Reading gosh. this part about Azriel and how they were, like, torturing... Uh, it was it, it was me. Azriel, the one where his wings were like ripped yeah. up. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I remember seeing like literally he was trying to crawl to them, and he his wings were. I'm surprised his wings healed afterwards. To be honest with you, because the mm-hmm. way that they that it was described in the book, like mm-hmm. 
he was yeah. practically dismembered. And Azrael is like, I don't know, they're all like badass in their own way, but I feel like Azrael is like... He's the most protective. The, yes, yes. He is... So for him to whew. be going through this, like they're really in a shit place right now. Yeah. They're really fucked. Yeah. It turns out that Tamlin, Tampon, yeah. sold them out. <laughs> he and Lucian are there as well as the mortal queens. Farah's sisters have been captured and are used as proof to the mortal queens that the cauldron will work to make them immortal without harming them. Both sisters are turned into fame. Neither Tamlin nor Lucian knew that the sisters would be taken. It was Ianthi that gave their location away. Her goal is to get rid of High Lords and allow the High Priestesses to rule. Tamlin believes that he is saving Farah from Rhysand. Lucian announces that Farah's sister Elaine is his mate. Yeah. And I also just want to throw this out there. The reason that Tamlin thinks he's saving Farah is because he thinks because of the bargain. They don't... Yeah. Well, he knows about the mate bond now. He thinks because of the mate bond that she is beside herself, that she's mm-hmm. out of her mind. Um, and obviously he thinks that Rhysand is a horrible person. Yeah. So he thinks he's saving her from all of that. Mm-hmm. And stupid. He is stupid. He is stupid. She has literally told him point blank herself without Rhysand around mm-hmm. that, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. Like, what? You ain't the one. Yeah. Ugh. This dude. Yeah. Feyre, without anyone knowing, has been wielding her own magic, finding the cracks in the magic that binds them. When she is sure that her friends can escape, she begins playing the part of a woman, slowly getting her memory back. She (laughs) makes Tamlin think she wishes to go home with him to the Spring Court. She begs the king to end her bargain with Rhysand, and he does. I remember this part of the book. I remember thinking, I was like... It, it was almost such a flip of a switch in Feyre's, like, words mm-hmm. that I was like, wait, hold on, what's going on? Yeah. I was like, because she literally switched up so fast and started doing this act. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, he does, or at least he thinks he does. Yeah. The bargain that she must visit him <clears throat> once a month is gone, but That's their mental tie and the mating bond remain. So they're still tied to each other. Yep. Her friends escape back home with the Book of Breathings and take Feyre's sisters with them, and Rhysand prepares for war. Feyre goes to the Spring Court with Tamlin, but little do they know that Feyre was, only the night before, made High Lady of the Night Court. Yes. Official. Yeah, now she's a boss-ass bitch. Yep. High Lady, like the first High Lady. This, this. Or one of the first. Was the best plot twist I've ever read in a mm-hmm. book ever mm-hmm. because I mean first of all the world building in this universe is so good mm-hmm. but the whole scene where Rhysand is explaining this to the inner circle mm-hmm. oh so good yeah because like Morgan's literally like you're telling me we our high lady our high lady yes I love it they're like our high lady is stuck in en- enemy lines right now, and we're just gonna let her stay there. And Rhysand's like, he's like, no, your high lady. She has it under control. Can, it has it under control and has direct contact with me the entire time. We know what's going on. Right. We got this. He's like, don't sweat it. 
Yeah, and that's why I love Rhysand too, because he has full faith in her. He's like, you got this. Go off, queen. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'll be over here. Let me know if you need me. Yeah. I love it. He's great. Um, and that's what I was going to say earlier, is he, like, lets... He includes her in everything. He, like, lets her be her own person, whereas Tamlin literally controlled every aspect of her life. Yeah. Whenever she was with him. Tamlin's just a piece of shit. <sighs> Tamlin's horrible. I don't even... Personally, I don't even think he really redeemed himself. Ever. No. No, he, I don't think he did. He just became pitiful. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think he ever redeemed himself. I think he tried to at the end of the third book. I don't think so. If you know, you know. We're, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we do yeah, the third Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, I don't... It doesn't... It doesn't help. It didn't help anything. He's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about some hot takes for this book. Yeah. Um, but there, I don't really know if there is any. I, this, I only have one. This is my personal. I don't think this is the best book in the series. I know you think that. You like Akka War better. I love A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah. I felt so many things. I'm not saying that it wasn't good. It was great. It was a great book. I just, I I read this book in, 12 hours. I know a lot of people, this is their favorite book of the series. Yes. Or or second favorite. A lot of people like um, Quarters Over Flames. <sighs> Which we'll talk about. But I <laughs> don't think it's the best. Like, I forgot all of that. Yeah. Except for... Well, I mean, you reading it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's just, I mean... In pretty much all of these books, there's just a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. A lot of plot. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly necessary plot for the first... Well, these first two books, I think it's all necessary plot. A Court of Wings of Ruin, I think there's maybe some unnecessary stuff in there. And then Court of Silver Flames, there's definitely some unnecessary stuff in there. That could have been condensed so much. For real. Um, but still, a lot of plot yes. to remember. Um... Uh, what did you think about the wedding scene? Like at the beginning? Yeah. Whenever Rhysand comes to like capture her. So good. Like there's just like a couple scenes Dude, that I want to talk about. This scene. Oh, the fan art and like the TikTok videos mm-hmm. where like you get like the graphic audio where he's literally like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I, I, love- I just love... Rhysand and his cockiness. Like, I can just imagine. There's there's a TikTok video. I'm sure you've seen it. Kaven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's her name, right? Yeah. She makes TikTok videos specifically about Akatar a lot of times in, like, Sarah J. Mass books. Mm-hmm. And, um... Which, she's hilarious. She's I so funny. Kaven. She did a video um, over the wedding scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, pre-wedding scene where Rhysand is literally, like, hyping himself up and he's, like, talking to the inner circle, like, uh-huh. okay, so I'm thinking I'm gonna do this. Like, like, he's, like, practicing in the mirror, like, hello, favorite. Oh, the, oh, I heard you calling. And things like that. And I was just, like, this is hilarious because this is totally what Rhysand would do. Oh, the Court of Nightmares scene, which we've already talked we about. We kind of talked about it a little bit, bit earlier. Um, no, I I really liked that, that scene. Um, I thought it was really fun since they hadn't mm-hmm. really done anything yet. And they were mm-hmm. kind of forced into this. It's almost like a forced proximity type thing. Yeah. Where they like had to pretend to. Yeah. 
except they were developing feelings anyway at that point. Mm-hmm. I think Pharaoh was struggling with her feelings for mm-hmm. a while because she was like, I, would, I just was in love with Tamlin and now I'm in love with you. Yeah. How do I deal with that? There's a scene where she literally is, I think it's the um, scene with the lights, um, with the uh-huh. stuff that splatters on their faces. Um, and um, she literally is like, hey, well, she's talking about her attachment to Tamlin. And she's like, I think I just fell in love with the first person who gave me a shred of kindness. Yeah. Because I have never received that mm-hmm. before in my life. And I was like, whoa. Man. Deep. Yeah. Uh, that happens a lot, I feel like. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's a quote from Resand from um, this section. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's just your body reacting. Don't worry about that. Because oh. she's, like, becoming aroused. Yeah. And um, makes you realize that when Resand was with Amarantha, that's what he would tell himself. Yeah. Whenever, you know, it's just your body reacting. So I thought that was a pretty interesting that's super sad it is sad i think a lot of times we forget and i'm obviously we know what resand has gone through but we forget the Mm -hmm. depth of that Mm -hmm. because resand was suffering Mm -hmm. yeah like hardcore suffering while the rest of valeris and you know prithian got to Mm -hmm. be happy Especially Valerius, because Especially Valerius. his inner circle was there, his family was there, nobody knew it existed, so they were like completely safe, and here he was, he was suffering. Yeah. He was taken all of that. For 50 know, years. Yeah, for a long time mm-hmm. um, to keep everyone safe. Yeah. And that's why he's a great person. Mm-hmm. He puts on that mask just to keep his city safe. He doesn't care about anything else. To be fair, he cares about Valerius. Yeah. He's like... That's the only thing I care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then Feyre, obviously. But right. He's just mm-hmm. the best. But I feel like um, everyone, like Tamlin says, he's like this big bad person because he um, gets shit done. Yeah. He does what he has to do to make sure the people that he loves and cares about are safe. Yep. That doesn't make you necessarily a bad person. No. Nope. Chapters 54 and 55. We talked about this a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, we did. Um, one quote <laughs> sticks out to me. Every time I think of chapter 55, this will never leave my... This is singed into my brain for life. Um, and it's as soon as they, like, start going at it. Uh-huh. Um, so they're, like, sitting at the table, and he just got done eating his soup. Because that's, like, the whole mating bond thing. Yep. Is, like, they ha- she has to feed him soup. Or, like, food. I think it's just food. Not necessarily soup, but food. Yeah. And they start going at it, and he says something along the lines of, he, like, lays her on the table, and there's, like, paint all over her and stuff. And he says something like, I'm going to have you, like, my own personal feast. And that has stuck in my brain since I read the book. I can't get it out. He he says it in her mind. Oh, does he? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He says, I want you splayed out on the table like my own personal feast. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm so glad I didn't listen to this one on the audiobook. Because, man, I can only imagine what this sounded like. Mm-hmm. Bro. 
And um, mm-hmm. don't forget too. She's been she's spent the past like three days painting this cottage. Yeah. So there's just like paintings all over the walls and like paint everywhere. So they're like an absolute disaster. And I love people, um, like people who read the books are like Vera probably really sucks at painting. Like she probably is really yes. trash. So she has all of these like shit paintings all I over the wall. Forgot about that part. Yeah, apparently she's just, like really bad. Yeah. and they're like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> they walk in and they're like, "What happened?" It's so funny. Um, and then the last thing I have wrote down is "Secrets by Farah." How you feel? About, how did you feel about that? Love Wait, it. What is that? Secrets by just at the end when she goes and she's high lady and she's at the Supreme Court. Secrets by Farah. Oh. That's just what I referred to it as. Love it. <laughs> She's so funny. I don't know, like, what... I She's th- so good at acting, too. Because she, like, pretends that like she's getting her memories back. Yeah, she does. She's like, oh, wait. What's happening? But the funny thing... Cameron. The funny thing is, though, about this is that Lucian knows something's wrong. Like, it literally says... Um, Tamlin says, forever, he promised. Forever, I parroted, glancing behind to where Lucian stood in the gravel drive, his gaze on me, face hard, as if he'd seen through every lie, as if he knew of the second tattoo beneath my glove and the glamour I now kept on it, Mm. as if he knew that they had let a fox into a chicken coop and he could do nothing. Not unless he never wanted to see his mate Elaine again. She, I forgot about that part. So she's like kind of blackmailing him. Yeah. He's like, don't, she's like, don't you fucking think, say a word. Let me continue on, actually. I think there's a part where she literally looks at him and like smirks at him because she realizes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, give, I gave Lucian a sweet, sleepy smile. So our game began. <laughs> it's so good it really sets up the book the next book so good it really does and honestly those first few chapters where it's literally just Feyre fucking everything up for the spring court mm-hmm. oh so good she fucks shit up she does in the spring court in the like, next book to the point where i almost feel sorry for tamlin because tamlin's like you ruined everything she's like the entire good. spring court and she's like eh like it's to, not my problem. To the point where, like, the spring court is pretty much at war with itself. Yeah. It becomes, like, a dead man's land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, like, nobody in the spring court. I know. There's, like, nobody. Like yeah. the- Tamla's just stuck in his abandoned house by himself, feeling sorry for his Literally. damn self. And then she goes to Valaris, and there's, like... She goes to, like, bars and shops and paintings, and there's people everywhere, and yeah. she talks to... It's just... It's, like, night and day literally but like Cause it should be the court. opposite yeah you know? yeah but um that was all i had <coughs> wrote Gosh. down um for this book i'm excited to get into the next book because it's my fave that's all that i had um i actually got my book journal out and i gave this book like 4.5 out of 5 stars mm-hmm. this is the highest rated book like one of them in mm-hmm. my entire bookshelf <laughs> so like i love this book a lot i'm it was trying so good. to see what i rated it i Probably hate five. that lucian and elaine when i first read it i hated that lucian and elaine were mates i was like why are they though you see that's something that people talk about but i mean the thing is though i think elaine i think it, we've already seen that elaine feels that she's mm-hmm. just rejecting it 
I rated this. I rated them all. Um, five four, stars. Okay, four out of five seven. stars, except for a quarter frost star. I got three stars. Makes sense. Um, but that's on um, Goodreads, and you can't do like point five or whatever. Yeah. So they all just kind of got four. I do have a like some Reddit stuff that we can look through. I have some hot takes here. Asriel and Lucian would be perfect. They have so much sizzling chemistry together. No. <laughs> In no way. Yeah. Some people think that um, Elaine should just be with both of them. No. I don't agree with that either. They're but too different. I think her and Lucian should be together. She does not deserve Asriel. I think, I think the um, love story between her and Lucian would be much more intriguing than the one with her and Asriel. Mm-hmm. However, I think Sarah J. Mass could set up a, an actually intriguing love triangle between the three of them for mm-hmm. a book. You know, yeah. she kind of started to in Frost a Court of Silver Flames, oh. very briefly. Very briefly. It was mentioned a couple times. But I don't like Elaine's character, so I don't I don't like Nessa's character either. So like when I do my review of Court of Silver Flame, it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah. There's like eight hundred pages to it. I read it faster than I feel like hmm, I think I read it faster than I read Frost and Starlight. Next one. Tamlin and Feyre should have been endgame. Wrong. Straight up cockadoodle doo. Cockadoodle don't. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, they're just very, they're two different people. I don't know if this is talked about in the second book, so I don't know if I'm spoiling it. Well, we're spoiling anything anyway. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> Moore wasn't selfish when she didn't tell Asriel for 500 years that she preferred women. 500 years is nothing to these ancient immortals. I don't get why people would hate her for that since she just needed some time. Um, I actually don't care. I don't care. I don't think she was necessarily... <laughs> this is a hot take that I kind of agree with. Like, I I did not care that she did not... I mean, it's her business. Yeah. They were not established as a couple. I don't remember that whole... Because that would have been enough. Just be like, hey, I just don't like you like I that. I thought they hooked up. I think so they did. That's why Azriel, like... Wanted to be with her. So, speaking of 500 years, the age gap between Feyre and Reese isn't creepy at all. It's so romantic. Swoons. I don't think it's necessarily romantic. I don't think it's creepy. Why isn't it romantic? I don't think it adds to the romance. Oh, well, okay. I I get that. They're they're romantic, yes, but not because of the age gap. I don't think... You see what I'm saying? I don't think that adds anything. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. To their romance. I, I think people are thinking too much into this age gap thing. Obviously, with these types of stories, like, let's think Twilight. That's what I was literally getting ready to think. Bella and Edward, bro, there's a crazy, I mean, I think it's like a 700-year difference or something like that. I'm like, with that, I mean, people think that's cringy, too. And I'm just like... It's fantasy. It's fantasy. They stop aging at a certain point. Like, who else are they supposed to get with, bro? Mm -hmm. Next one. Ianthe was a misunderstood character who was also the only person to be there for Feyre as her friend after the events under the mountain. She was Feyre's true friend who saw the real, one true pairing of Tamlin and Feyre. Wrong. She was a shit character. I mean, she sexually assaulted Lucian. That's what I was getting ready to say. And <laughs> Feyre, like, beats the shit out of her, don't she? I think so. She, like, hurts her hand. Yeah. And makes her, like, she, like, mind controls her. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, not say anything yeah 
Yeah, no, fuck her. Likewise, Amarantha was also a misunderstood character who didn't deserve to die. Love makes us do crazy things, and she was crazy for Tamara. What are these? The only sin she had was falling in love with someone who could never reciprocate her love. What is <laughs> Why are you just trying to like all of the bad characters? They, not everybody needs these to are hot be takes. Redeemed. These redeemed. are hot takes. Um, no, Amarantha sucked balls. I mean, she... <laughs> You were like, no, fuck that. Um, last one. I think the description of the Middengard worm made it sound so cute. Feyre was evil to have killed such an innocent beast. It would have been perfect for her as her pet. <laughs> when I think of the Middengard worm, I think of, I think I've told you this before and you said you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, uh, the Alaskan bullworm from Spongebob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh my god. I've told you what I thought about, right? The, a- like, from the oh, alien yeah. movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, it's like, like as bigger. soon as I read that, I because she talked about, like, the teeth on it and everything, I was like, that literally sounds like the Alaskan bullworm from Spongebob. He, like, walks into its mouth because he thinks it's a cave. <laughs> and then he, like, the tongue, like, comes Ew. out. And he's like, oh, there's a worm in there. And he's running out. And then the worm, the worm, like, opens his eyes. And they're like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> that's not a cave. <laughs> Thank you you guys for listening to yes, yes. this episode that's all we got for you i'm let so us excited know, to do aqua war let us know some of your hot takes yes. on a court of mist and or your favorite scenes or like underrated things about it that maybe we didn't talk about or go ahead and let us know what you want us to talk about with like future books yeah anything like that um, you can follow us on all of our social medias. We're on like Instagram and TikTok. Email us with your ideas if you would like. It'd and be great. I think that's everything. Yeah. We will talk to you guys later. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.